0: Good afternoon. It is Friday, February 17th, Discovering Victory Podcast. We love sharing with you messages that have been preached from the pulpit of America's Keswick. Uh, that's something that's been happening now for One, 100 two, years. 100? Oh, that's right, conference is 100. Conference season yep. 100 years. That's this this year. It's amazing. And so today we're sharing with you part two of Dr. Crawford Loritz's message. He was here for week two this past yeah. summer. Let's study God's word together with our good friend Crawford.
1: Another manifestation of supplication. Supplication is not, is not only the pathway to personal peace, but supplication is also the pathway to victory. Victory in the Christian life. Desperation brings focus. Desperation brings focus and it fuels determination. Now, it's interesting to me, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, I'm going to quote the verse and then I want to back it up and put it in its context. Ephesians 6:18 says, "Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and here's our word again, and supplication." And supplication. You know where this verse comes? You know the context of Ephesians 6:18? Anybody been in Bible study fellowship here? You should know that, right? What's Ephesians 6 about? The armor of God. What, what, why, why do we wear the armor? We're in the midst of what? Spiritual warfare. The devil's trying to eat your lunch. And the two offensive weapons, the only two offensive weapons in that whole chapter is the sword of the Spirit, right? And? No. Oh, the shield of faith is defensive. I just read it. Come on, y'all. Prayer. Praying at all times. Praying at all times. Praying at all times. That's how you win victory. That's how you win victory. Prayer is not an appointment so much as it is an ongoing demeanor. We pray without ceasing. Now I want to share this with you. The pray without ceasing. Um, that's the, the second. Was it? Was it? First, that's five seventeen. The pray without ceasing does not, mean, does not mean continuous prayer. Hear me. It means constant prayer. It doesn't mean continuous prayer. It means constant prayer. What do you, What do you mean by that? I mean, God doesn't want you with your eyes closed, or or just always, he doesn't want you always mumbling prayers. That's not what Paul's talking about. But he's talking about, he's talking about uh, constant prayer, not continuous, but constant prayer. What's What do you say? Well, it's like a hacking cough. You can talk, but you (coughs) have to say (coughs) that something else is (coughs) going on right now, and (coughs) and I just can't, you're, you're always, you're always interacting with God. Your, your prayer is integrated with everything that you do. Or, or to put it another way, your prayer is normative. Thus he says, pray at all times. In a constant way. With great focus and determination. That's how you defeat the devil. That's how you experience supernatural intervention. Remember, remember I said, remember I said uh, early on this week that one of the great reasons why we don't pray is that we don't feel our need. We're just too resourceful. We're just too resourceful. We've got too many options. Praying at all times. We win the war by wielding the sword of the spirit and by living in an attitude, an attitude, an atmosphere of dependent prayer. So passionate supplication is the pathway to personal peace. Passionate supplication is the pathway to victory. But passionate supplication is the pathway to influence to influence I look I'm a little too old to do recreational preaching here so let me you know I I think Christians in recent years have had too much to say I think we have too many opinions When you run your mouth so much, you say stupid stuff. And I think social media is filled with a bunch of ignorant Christians mouthing off about stuff that they only know 50% about and sounding as if they're prophetic. I said it. And we've actually talked ourselves into believing the way that the United States of America is going to be changed is purely by our external activism. We've deceived ourselves into thinking that we're going to play the same power game that unbelievers play and we're going to do it better. But the problem is that when we try to do that, we become selective in our denunciation of sin. You see, when <laughs> right, let me just say this. When the church gets in bed with politics, it is the church that gets pregnant and our offspring doesn't look like our fathers. Listen, I'm, not being politi- I'm, not, I'm not being political, I'm probably more conservative, by the way, than you think I am, but I'm not being political here, and I'm not, I'm not talking about Democrat or Republican, but I'm talking about going back to the book and remembering what God uses to change culture and to change society. And don't get so cute that we avoid this. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter, chapter, 2, verses 1 and 2, he says, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceable, peaceful and quiet life, listen, listen, godly and dignified in every way. Uh, two quick implications from what he's saying. As we supplicate for the context of our culture, our world around us, And by the way, quit using prayer meetings as a guise for political agendas. When we pray, we come together. We want the Spirit of God to move. We influence the culture primarily through prayer. We survive and thrive in the culture primarily through prayer. We're not smart enough. We need God. These folks need God. And it's time that we close our mouths and stop talking so much and stop posting so much and get a little calluses on our knees. Start crying out to God. Start doing what our brothers have been sharing with us from Ephesians 4 in the morning. Start start loving one another. Start doing the hard work of modeling the destination at which the culture needs to arrive. Start modeling transformation and the power of God to change our hearts and lives. Start aggressively reaching and discipling these people for Jesus and having these fathers show up where they need to show up. Start believing God and praying this book. See, we're not desperate enough. The Christian community, I ain't talking about unbelievers, the Christian community in this culture, in this society, we're not desperate enough. I hear a lot of boasting. I see a lot of posturing. I see a lot of anger. But I don't see a lot of humble dependence. And please forgive me. But I think we've gotten too cute for our own good. And we've wandered away from our spiritual address. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And if we want revival in the culture, we have to pay the price of revival behind closed doors. How desperate do you want it? And the second part of supplication passion passionate desperation but the second part of supplication has to do with intercession desperation intercession our requests our request ask seek knock what do you need what do you want ask him seek him He invites us to do that. My life, I I tell you, everything that God has done through my life in ministry, I'm convinced of this. I I really mean it. Hasn't been because I'm all that smart. Hasn't been because of anything. It's been because of people who pray for me. The woman who's gone on the glory her name is Mrs. Edith Lowe. She lived over here in Frankfurt, in Philly. Supported us for over 25 years. She was on a fixed income. And she would send us $25 a month. That would be like some people sending us $2,500 a month. But that lady prayed for me and our family. I'd go visit her and honor her. Little apartment and on that refrigerator, be pictures of being carrying our kids, and she'd pour out her heart every day. My dear Aunt Hattie, she's with the Lord now. Aunt Hattie died when she was 101 years old. She was my, my parents' best friend. She just died last year, and she wasn't, she wasn't uh, blood related to us, but we grew up with Aunt Hattie and Uncle Robert. When I, was, when I was two and a half years old, I fell out of third-story windows. Our old tenement apartment building would be equivalent to about five or six stories now. The only thing that broke my fall was, <laughs> you know, these, these wires uh, uh, that went through the alleyway broke my fall. And uh, my wife says, uh, me falling out the window explains a lot. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Aunt Hattie... Has prayed for me every day of my life. And I would call, she was sharp as a tack, by the way. She was sharp as a tack. Reminds me of our sister back there. Sharp as a tack, boy. You didn't get over on on Hattie. And uh, prayed for me. I'd call her up. She said, Boy, how are you doing? No, last time you called me, you asked me to pray for you. You, You're going to Africa someplace or whatever. I prayed for you. Now tell me I go. All, I mean, she, she just prayed for me. In fact, a little humorous thing here. Uh, I went to her 100th, surprise 100th birthday party. And um, she didn't know I was going to be there. And uh, it dawned on me, she's 100 years old. I don't know if the surprise business is a good idea. But anyway, I <laughs> <that's> a little <laughs> concerned about that. <laughs> you know, I won't be the cause of Aunt Hattie. Slipping on over the glory. So, uh, so, so she said... She said, she, she, she was a piece of work. So they, she saw me and she the tears and we hugged and this kind of thing. Um, and, uh, but then she gave some remarks. She was hugging me and saying to the audience, she said, now, you know, this is the one right here. She called me CW, that was my childhood nickname. CW right here, he, he fell out of the window on his head. And she, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. She said, and look how he turned out. <laughs> And then she said, I kind of wish I'd have dropped his friends on their head. <laughs> so just, that ain't got nothing to do with the text here. But she, she was, she was, she was, a, she was wonderful. You have people that pray for you. You have people that pray for you. You have prayer partners. Intercession in three categories. We're to pray for others. That's what Jesus did in his high priestly prayer. Just just jot this down for the sake of time. John 17, 20 through 23. Jesus is going to die on the cross. He's going to cry out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet before he dies, he prays for us. God's presence, his intervention, his help and his favor. And that's what we need to do for others. Pray for other people. The greatest gift. I'm going to tell you something. Please hear me at this. I, I mean, it's all about the greatest gift that anybody could ever give me. I often tear up when somebody comes up to me and says, you know, I've been praying for you. That's the greatest gift you could ever give to anybody is to go to the throne of grace on their behalf. Pray for others. Pray for personal requests. I love the Apostle Paul. As eloquent as, as he was in the Scriptures, he's always asking people to pray for him. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19, he says, yes, he tells us, to, and, and you know, in and, 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 and prayer, or supplication and all of this stuff, he says, and also for me, that words may be given to me, and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mysteries of the gospel. Pray for personal requests. If you are in need, ask God for what you need. Ask him boldly for what you need. Some of us, it's just as simple as this. You ain't got it because you ain't asked for it. You have an ask for it. Ask for what you need. Ask others to pray for you. The third thing, the third category of uh, intercession is praying for circumstances. Praying for circumstances. Issues. You know, um, one of my favorite texts of scriptures, one of my favorite stories is found back in the old testament in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, um, uh, he's in a sling jack. He's up a creek without a paddle, brother, because he hears that the Moabites and the Ammonites are coming. They're coming with a horde of people. And they're going to they're wipe Judah off the face of a man. Listen what he says. Verse 3, he says, Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face supplication. To seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. There are times in your life where you just got to stop all your activity. Sometimes you just have to turn your plate down. Sometimes you just got to park it. And pour your energy and your focus and your time into praying for God to intervene in this set of circumstances. And that's what he does here. He sets his face toward the Lord, and they seek the Lord. And by the way, the whole thing here, God says, uh, the answer comes to the prophet, hey, you need not fight this battle. Just stand back and watch what I'll do. I'll fight this battle for you. And the entire nation was led by their leader to depend upon the Lord. Well, let me just land a plane by making these four suggestions to us. The first one may sound a little bit weird. I think sometimes we are too busy to feel our desperation. We're too busy. To feel our desperation. So, the first suggestion I would make is that take time to feel the weight of your need and the needs of others. When, when someone shares a prayer request with you, connect with their eyes. Your eyes are the windows of your soul. Look at them. Listen to what they're saying. Pay attention. I, I've been guilty of that, you know, staff meetings and this kind of thing. We have prayer requests and this kind of thing. You know, gotta get on to the next thing. Okay, let's write these prayer requests down anyway. You to write something down. And then later on I'm looking at the listen. And I bet you William's heart is really heavy about this. I didn't even listen to him. Not really. Take time to feel the weight, to feel the weight of it. Um, and when people, I I I, I do this now, um, just because I'm going to forget. Typically, if somebody stops me well, in our church service when I was pastoring there, you know, uh, if somebody stopped me and and said, uh, "Will you pray for me?" I said, "Yeah, I'll pray for you right now." Because I'm human. I'm you know, I'll say yes to that and then you know I'll watch the football game and I say, who was I supposed to pray for? Pray for people on the spot. Secondly, view your challenges as God's call to enter his presence. View your challenges as God's call to enter his presence. Let your default mode be to go vertical first and not to hit your contact list first. And then thirdly, schedule special times to seek the Lord. I encourage every believer to have a a monthly day with the Lord whether it is a Saturday or whatever. um, Figure out, it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to go rent a hotel room or whatever this kind of thing, but a a time in which you, 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 you turn your cell phone off, you get rid of the distractions, you take your Bible and maybe a journal or a notepad, and you spend time in the Word, And you spend time praying for the folks that God places on your heart. We've got to get the noise out of our heads. And then number four, prioritize and protect your times of daily worship. Discipline, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me on this one discipline is the pathway to deliverance discipline is the pathway to deliverance by that i mean good intentions has never changed anybody's life you got to live in the verb position meaning you 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 have to make time to do this some of us need to need to go to bed a little bit earlier now, I'm going to tell you what I do. Mornings, I have to, first thing in the morning, I have to spend time. You can do this anytime. time. There's no hard, fast, rule of time. The day you need to do this, but I'll just tell you about my crazy life. And I have a little latent ADD in me. Sometimes my wife says it's not so latent. And, and once, once the train gets moving, it gets moving. And so I have to do this early in the morning. I, I, I have a rule that I have to abide by this. I don't mean this to be legalistic, but I, I, uh, I don't read email. I don't read, I don't read anything in the morning uh, other than the word first. Amen. I, don't, I, don't, I don't answer text messages. I don't check on anything. It's the book first, and I talk to God first. If I don't do that, I'm going to be ambushed. I'm going to ambush myself. And so you need to protect some time every day with our great God. Amen. Yes. Our lives are too important. And God wants to use us. And he wants to fill our tank. But well, the question is, how desperate are we? Blessed are they who hunger and thirst... righteousness you hunger and thirst for him Lord God thank you for yourself thank you for our time and uh, Lord I just pray in the name of your son that uh, my miscellaneous comments and that kind of thing will not be served as a distraction to what you once said or have said to our hearts but I pray Lord Jesus That you'll give us the delightful gift of desperation for you. The kinds of prayers that focus on the reality that we're talking to God. And he wants us to be urgent about what we need. So, Father, work in a great way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, James.
0: We're coming up to another weekend. No snow. We haven't had any snow. No snow. No snow. January and February. Yep. I'm fine with that. Yep. That's because I've been wearing my pajamas the right side in. <laughs> okay, so what's happening? <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> we have our Hispanic <clears throat> weekends coming up. We've had a very busy, uh, I don't really even like to use the word busy because it just kind of has a negative connotation, but we've had we've a very active uh, February thus far. I'm going to take a deep breath and get ready for our Hispanic friends to come on it is out. so much fun yep. the worship during these oh. two weekends is just so sweet it's and awesome. what i love about i mean i love so many things but one of the things i really love about our hispanic brothers and sisters on sunday they do the lord's table mm-hmm. and it is just such an amazing time yeah. maybe maybe we'll have zach play a special video next time yeah that'd be great that would be really, really that's fun. great so that's there's one of my in fact zach you can insert that now yeah this is one of my favorite songs from our Hispanic Weekend. Let's give a listen. That's
2: awesome.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us today. Just a reminder that America's Keswick does depend on friends like you to support this ministry with your gifts and prayers. To give a gift, call 1-800-453-7942 or visit our website www.americaskeswick.org. Donate now. Have a great weekend. Come back and join us on Monday for Worship Live at 1.30. God bless.